0: Thank you for joining me today for the fourth episode of the Living Bold, Brilliant, and Transformed podcast. Now, today's topic is a little different and a little more sensitive, but it's a subject that just simply cannot be ignored. We all have a responsibility to do our part to seek justice and equality for all. A platform of any size is a terrible thing to waste if you don't use it to spread knowledge, love, and empowerment. My assignment is to be relevant as I present information from a kingdom-minded perspective. We must change our thinking, our speaking, and yes, our actions if we intend to change our life. This is your hour to live bold, brilliant, and transformed even in today's chaotic world. Today's episode title is The Upside of Things. So, let's dive in. Take it away, Jay.
1: Welcome to the podcast designed for kingdom minded entrepreneurs ready to live bold, brilliant, and transformed. Gain valuable insight to become proficient, phenomenal, and profitable walking in purpose. Are you ready to live unapologetically, authentic, and kingdom-minded? Join today's show as Pamela Garrett teaches strategies to experience greater influence, impact, and increase.
0: This is normally a time of much buzz, excitement, celebrations. The month of June signifies the official start of summer, a little, that happens a little later this month. And of course, for most of us, that typically means vacations, school breaks, family time, cookouts, warm weather, sunshine, getaways. June's also a popular month for weddings, anniversaries, celebrations, graduations, baby showers. I mean, this is just the month that most people love to relax and enjoy. Now, when I think of celebrations, I get super excited about June because it happens to be the month that I celebrate my existence. In just about 15 short days, I hope to be celebrating another year of life. I share my birthday month with my mother, two nephews, a niece, and a brother-in-law. I mean, there are so many celebratory events that typically take place in my family in the month of June but it looks like this might be a slightly different year. Nevertheless, I still consider June a very amazing month. Now, as you know, as a life coach and business strategist, I also think about June from a different perspective. It's a great or ideal month to evaluate your performance for the year. Prepare to make some second half adjustments. It's the month that I challenge my clients to reevaluate their progress for the year. In fact, it's the month that I join them in this challenge as I personally review my decisions, choices, actions, and implemented strategies. Now, with it being the sixth month of the year, I mean, this is really a grand time to ask yourself some tough questions. Are your actions in alignment with your purpose and your assignment? If so, what progress have you made? Are your strategies yielding you the results that you desire? Are you using SMART goals? You know the acronym for SMART, specific, measurable, action-oriented, realistic, and of course, time-sensitive. Are you living strong and courageous or are you paralyzed by fear? Do you seize opportunities to make a difference or do you ignore opportunity when it knocks? Okay, the questions get just a little bit more personal because only you can answer this, but are you really prepared to handle and maintain the blessings when you receive it? Is your leadership producing fruit? Are you making those around you better? Does your walk please God? Well, listen, if it doesn't, it's time to prayerfully and strategically rethink, revamp, and relaunch yourself for second half adjustments. Now, interestingly enough, I recently discovered that June is also an important month for farmers. Farmers? Yes, farmers. We love the crop, so why not, you know, love the profession? So, farmers... Here's something that I learned. They often use this time to do what's called weed management. (laughs) Merriam-Webster defines a weed as a plant that is not valued where it is growing because it usually grows very vigorously. It's one that tends to overgrow or choke out more desirable plants. That's a very interesting definition of a weed. One that tends to overgrow or choke out more desirable plants. Now, you know, within Scripture, Jesus talked. Within Scripture, Jesus taught a lot using parables. In fact, in Matthew, I believe it's chapter thirteen, he makes comparison um within two pair two separate parables but he speaks about weeds growing together um and they want to know in the storyline you know what should they do and he says let them grow to let them grow together because there's going to become a time that they will be cast into the fire and then there's a separate parable that he's speaking to regarding seeds that fell among thorns and these thorns rose up and they choked them out. So again, because June is the sixth month, and we still have six more months to go. And of course, this month, because we're just entering into the month of June, it's just the perfect time to take introspection and reflection, and to make sure that all your actions are intentional. Like, you've got to look at your life, and you need to identify and eliminate, like in the parable like the farmers do, you need to do some weed management yourself. We actually, we all need to do some weed management. What things may have rose up within our personal life, our ministries, our business, and at this point, even within our nation. Now, the funny thing about weeds is I've given you the definition, but let's think about just in general, what we notice most when we see weeds. They obstruct our vision. They obstruct our vision. They keep us from seeing things clearly. In addition to that, they stunt your ability to grow. Weeds steal your time, your energy, and your future. Imagine if you're doing weed management, you have to deal with things that may be unpleasant, but it's necessary to deal with. Weeds can actually be people, places, and things. Seriously, think about it. There are people, places, and things that you can get caught up in that can grow in your life to choke the life out of you. Weeds can be, if I can be you know, very honest, weeds can be acts of violence. Weeds can be police brutality and racism that has crept into our land. And actually, it didn't just creep here. It's been here. It's just been because of so many weeds. You know, sometimes people's vision seems to be um, obstructed. They're not seeing it clearly. But I'm here to tell you, it's here. It is here. It exists. And it is a subject that cannot go unnoticed. It You have to talk about it. So that you can be about a solution. Now, the last thing I want to say about the weeds is that, as I said, they choke the life and the breath from others in an attempt to keep them from breathing, to keep them from growing, to keep them from thriving. But I love the fact that God says, I come that you might have life and and have it more abundantly. So I serve a God that came that I might have life He came that you might have life. So I refuse to allow the enemy to choke the breath out of me. Now, just recently with all of the things that we've been seeing happening throughout our world, my 14-year-old daughter Hannah and I were just kind of having a conversation because it's, it's the tough conversations that you don't want to have, but you must have them. And so she said to me, it's remarkable the advances that we've made in technology and medicine, because, you know, we were just talking about how differently time is now versus, you know, 50 years ago. But at the same time, there is still some similar parallels between 50 years ago and today. So she was sharing with me that, yes, it's remarkable that we've made advances so much so that someone's created and artificial heart. She says, but why is it that we can't seem to love each other authentically with our own heart? Now, that's powerful for a 14-year-old to even utter these words. And unfortunately, that's where we are, people. It feels like at times we've stepped backwards, but as a kingdom-minded believer, rest assured, our cries, our pleas, and our prayers have not gone unheard. Now, I've shared this with you throughout each of my podcasts that I'm just really not a very, you know, I'm not a news fanatic. In fact, I watch just enough to stay informed, but not enough to be conformed to their beliefs or the negativity of the day, the moment. I don't want to get caught up in the hostility and the hatred. But if I could be quite honest with you, this past weekend, it was a bit of a struggle for me. I found myself glued and to be totally honest, I was just caught up. I was just caught up in the moment. At one point, I found myself becoming so frustrated, so angry and borderline enraged with the state of the world. Now, as I mentioned to you earlier, in just a few short days, I hope to be celebrating another year of life. But unfortunately, for many black and brown people, that's not the case. For George Perry Floyd, he won't get that opportunity. You know, as I was reading through the storyline and looking at the videos, it was interesting to discover that he was born just a few cities from me in North Carolina. In fact, according to the information that I read about him, He would have been celebrating his birthday in October this year. But weeds of racism, injustice, and police brutality rose up and choked the life from him. So much chaos, confusion, calamity, conflict. And oh yes, let's not forget COVID-19 is still in existence. And all of this is happening all around us. Like you my heart was absolutely broken. I can only imagine the pain of every family that has lost a loved one at the hands of someone hired to protect us. At the hands of racism, at the hands of injustice. We watched the riots, the looting, and even those who took advantage of the situation to create even more havoc, such as the drug cartel and the white supremacists According to the governor of Minnesota, Tim Waltz, who felt that they were taking advantage of the situation. So in my moment of of despair, my moment of pain and my moment of heartbreak, I began to cry out to God and I was asking him, God, how do you expect us to see the upside of things? And, you know, upside of things simply remain positive and look for the silver lining or the good in an event how do you expect us to see this when there's so much chaos in the world and the world seems to be torn upside down and i'll share with you what he shared with me he actually led me to the book of micah it's an old testament book about an old testament prophet if you have not read this book i encourage you to read it reread it it's short But it's very powerful because you will see a very strong parallel to what we are experiencing today. You will see a parallel to the plans of humans versus the plans of God. You'll see how God chose to deal with unjust leaders, how he rebuked them, and how the calamity came, but how there was a plan of rescue for those who need it to be rescued. So please, I oh, I challenge you, please, please. This week, take a moment prayerfully and read through the book of Micah and discover some of the things that God had to say in through the prophet. And it's a very stern rebuke, but it, it it's relevant for the day that we live in. I highly recommend that you take time to study this book. It's crucial It's important that we properly discern the times that we are in so we can ensure our actions correspond with the season that we've entered. You know, being kingdom-minded means we are to see things from a spiritual perspective and our actions must be spiritual, not carnal. Don't let this statement fool you now. This is not permission to sit by idly and do nothing we have an obligation to do what is right so in the midst of a world that's turned upside down we must seek to discover the up side of things we've been called to walk in power dominion and authority our perspective must remain spiritual it's not enough to find displeasure in it but say nothing in fact Saying nothing is what happened the day that George Floyd was murdered by police officers. One actively stopped his ability to breathe while, th- while three others stood by saying nothing. So it's time that we become the upside of things. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, let me tell you. What doesn't I've told you what it means to see the upside of things. But what does it mean to be? the upside of things. There are 12 spiritual principles that we need to do in order for us to be the upside of things. We need to build up, cheer up, clean up, grow up, lift up, look up, man up, pray up, show up, speak up, stand up, And if you haven't guessed it by now, stay up. Well, listen, our current situation, it demands that we use our kingdom authority to win spiritual warfare.s When we take a, a look at the climate that we're in, we have elected into office leaders without poise, without leadership capabilities, without moral disposition or character. And because we have these type of leaders, not all of them, please, not all of them, but because we do have some of them that fit this description in leadership, it has led to a multitude of poor decisions, preventable deaths, and protests across America. The slow response time to the coronavirus has resulted in calamity worldwide. Over 40 million people have filed for unemployment, over 6.2 million reported cases of COVID 19, and nearly 373,000 deaths globally. Wow. Racial injustice and senseless acts of violence and police brutality. More than 100,000 small businesses have closed their doors forever, permanently, since the onset of COVID-19. This is alarming. There's a rise in suicide and depression, riots and protests occurring simultaneously in multiple cities. Racial profiling is still a huge issue. Everything about our world seems as if hope is lost but it's not because our hope is not in this world. Our hope is in the God that we trust. The one who created this world, the one who knows the end from the beginning, the one who has a plan to safely navigate us through difficult times. As I stated in the beginning of the podcast, this is serious and thought provoking. We are seeing disease, hatred, injustice, violence, political greed, spreading throughout our land, but this is the time that we must unite with genuine love and compassion for our fellow sisters and brothers. Romans 12, 16 through 18 says, live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. So here we are. We're going to take these 12 spiritual principles that we can implement And I'm going to move through them as quickly as possible. So number one, we need to build up. Build up. Each other is the act of working to place someone above yourself. It is making a conscious effort to show them the love of Christ. Specifically, building each other up means encouraging others with our words, with our actions, through our deeds. It means listening with a heart to understand, being empathetic and offering words of kindness. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 11 puts it this way. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. We need to also clean up. To make clean, in order for us to be clean, we must first ensure we are operating with a clean heart, mind, and soul. Psalms 51 and 10 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Romans 12 and 2 says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So when you have cleaned up your mind, you'll think differently. You'll respond differently. You'll act differently. Okay, thirdly, we need to grow up. You cannot ignore situations and pass them on as problems that belong to someone else. No, these are problems that belong to all of us. If you want this world to be better for yourself and your children and your grandchildren, then you cannot ignore a problem. You've got to grow up in wisdom in knowledge and in faith. As a kingdom-minded individual, leader, business owner, we must handle affairs with mature minds and mature actions. 1 Corinthians 14 and 20 says, Brethren, do not be children or immature in your thinking. Or continue to be babes in matters of evil. But in your minds, be mature men. The next thing we have to do is lift up. Lift up your heads, O ye gates even. Lift them up, ye everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. So we've got to seek God for wisdom. We've got to look to God for the answers and obey his instructions. Which is my next one, look up. Look to the hills from which come with all of our help look to him for the answers that we need in critical and crucial times that we live in we also need to man up man up means to be brave or tough enough to deal with a difficult or unpleasant situation can i say that one just one more time when you man up it says to be brave or tough enough to deal with a difficult or unpleasant situation This is an unpleasant situation that we're dealing with. But I had to man up and make sure that I allow my platform, that I allow my voice to be heard because that's my duty. That's my obligation as a kingdom-minded individual. Joshua 1 and 7 says, Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the, the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whether soever thou goest. We cannot forget the next one, but we've got to pray up. Pray without ceasing. You cannot stop praying. They go hand in hand. You've got to pray, but you've you've got to take on the actions that show forth your faith. Remember the scripture, faith without works is dead. So we've got to pray up, but we've got to have faith to take the actions necessary to bring about a change. Then we've got to show up. Remember, we are being the upside of things. So we've got to show up. Show up when it's time to vote. Show up and attend town meetings. Stop being complacent. Stop being content. Stop only doing things with our mouth but not following them through with the right type of actions. But show up, stay informed and knowledgeable of bills that are being passed. Know your rights. You got. How can you stand for your rights if you don't know what your rights are? It's okay to participate in peaceful protests. Sign petitions, that matter, but you must show up. Then of course, you've got to speak up. Proverbs 31, 8 and 9 says, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. For the rights of all who are destitute, speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. This is Proverbs 31, 8 and 9, NIV edition. These are not my words. These are God's words. We must also stand up. Isaiah 1 and 17 says, learn to do right, seek justice, defend the oppressed, take up the cause of the fatherless, plead the case of the widow. We have responsibilities. We cannot sit silently and watch people die on our watch. We can't watch them die in the streets. We've got to stand up, speak up, pray up, look up, show up. We've got to lift up, build up. We've got to do these things. And then lastly, you've got to stay up. Now, according to the Urban Dictionary, stay up means to stay safe, stay woke, and stay up in life. Don't let life knock you down. And when it does, it says to smile and still shine. So that means that you've got to stay informed, do things, In a way that you will be safe and you will bring God glory. But you cannot pretend as if you don't see things that are happening. You have the ability to make a difference. Now the Bible says that we are to watch and pray. So that's what it means to stay woke. Don't go to sleep. Watch what's happening. Stay aware of bills being passed in the legislative arena. Stay informed. Like I told you, no, I'm not a news fanatic, but I watch enough to be informed, but not enough to be conformed. But you've got to do these things. And then as I'm beginning to bring this to a close, I've given you some spiritual ways that you can be the upside of things. But here's some just simple practical ways to make your voice heard. (laughs) Here's five practical ways that you can make your voice heard in this political world know who your elected officials are and reach out to them yes you can actually contact them you can email them you can call them but be intelligent with this okay you be strategic with it do your research know what you're talking about have the ability to articulate your position when you make that call, when you send that email, we're not calling to rant and rage. We're calling to state our position and our concerns. Again, reach out to your elected representatives, the senators, governors, mayors, whomever is in your local um, jurisdiction. You've got to reach out to these people. You can find the U.S. government has a public database of contact info for all of your elected officials. Use that. Additionally, I've mentioned that you can email or use phone calls. I've told you that you should be strategic when you do so, but also attend the town hall meetings, whether they're virtually or whenever we get back to them being in person, you've got to show up. Use digital tools to keep you informed of policy updates. One such tool is called Countable. It's a great app that you can um, download and it enables you to track pending legislation. You can learn more about what bills are pending, what things they're trying to pass. And then there's a way for you to even contact your rep and to share your views, help you know take a poll and vote on whether or not you would like to see that come to your area, to your region or not. Get involved with new engagement initiatives. Know what, what your values are, what things you stand for as a kingdom-minded leader and partner with people who are already leading the way, who are already trailblazers in that arena, in that area. So as you can see, there's so much that you can do from a spiritual perspective and a practical one. This is not just my world, but it's our world. And we've gotta do everything we can to walk in the dominion that God has given us. We can speak into the atmosphere, we can pray, we can see a change, but we've gotta wanna be a part of that change. So as I prepare to bring today's podcast to a close, I just wanna remind you, this is your hour to arise and be who God's called you to be. Be bold, be brilliant, and be transformed. Your voice matters. Do your part. And I'm going to share with you a quote from a pop singer by the name of Harry Styles. And he says this on his social media profile. I do things every day without fear because I am privileged. And I am privileged every day because I am white, the singer wrote. Alongside the image, it had the words, Black Lives Matter. He went on and he says, being not racist is not enough. We must be anti-racist. Social change is enacted when a society mobilizes. I stand in solidarity with all those protesting. I'm donating to help post bail for arrested organizers. Harry continues to say, look inwards. Educate yourself and others. Listen, read, share, donate, and vote. Enough is enough, black lives matter. And these were the words of Harry Styles. So I'm ending today's podcast by reminding you, listen, read, share, donate, and vote. Enough is enough. Social change is enacted when a society mobilizes. And because we are kingdom-minded individuals, we are backed by the power of the kingdom. So do your part. I'll see you next time. Be blessed.
1: Thanks for listening to the Bold, Brilliant, and Transform podcast. Make sure to visit Pamela online at www.iampamelagarrett.com. If you found value, please subscribe to the show, tell a friend, and join the tribe. You'll receive a free transformational gift. Remember, take bold actions to achieve greater influence, impact, and increase.